We'd like to say good morning to everyone, good morning to those that are present here in our local assembly, as well as those that are community online. We just thank and praise God for them. Amen. Each week our listening uh, community is increasing. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for them listening. Amen. Still being able to receive and hear the word of God. And that is most important. Amen. So as we said on last week, if you just pull on them, just pull on the speaker today that the Holy Spirit will do what needs to be done and we will be filled. Amen. How many are hungry for the word? Amen. Amen. And hungry for the word. Amen. I, I got that from Sister Elizabeth. Every time I see it, she said, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. She's not talking about natural food. She's talking about spiritual food. Amen. So I'm, I'm hungry too. Amen. Uh, once again, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. With believing God, he's going to bring forth a mighty, mighty word. Amen. Amen. Testing one, two, three. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Testing one, two, three. Don't sound like it. Uh, there it is. Testing. There we go. Let's pray, church. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, we thank you, Father, for you sending your Son to save our souls. And, Father, we just want to bless everybody this morning. We come before you among the assembly. We ask, Lord, that you will continue to guide us, protect us during these perilous times. And I know that there's a lot more to come, but, Father, we're just putting our complete trust in you. Because we know, Lord, that we serve a well-able and above-able God, one who put down his life, and took it up again. So, God, we just want to thank you this morning for the love that you have shown us. Father, Holy Spirit, you are welcomed in this place, and you are welcome within me. Father God, I ask, Lord, that I decrease while you increase, Lord. Help me bring this word today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let the church say amen. Let us say amen once again. And once again for the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm glad to see everybody this morning. If you get a little warm this morning, uh, that air conditioning is, I don't know, it might need some Freon, but we're going to get it checked on, so bear with us. Uh, Our message today are the seven nations of destruction. Seven nations of destruction. You know, we're going through some perilous times right now, and although it may not be hitting you exactly, and then again, it may be, you know, but there are people out there who are going through some tremendous times and trials and tribulations right now. Amen? And we're in a time where the complications of life are becoming more and more complicated. It just seems like layer and layer and layer and layer and layer of complications on top of complications are being thrown at us right now. The seven nations of destruction. You know, when Israel, the land of Canaan, was designed for Israel, And it is the land where Israel, us, we bow down to God. But in that land, there were seven nations of giants. And they had genetically altered 
the food supply and everything there so that it would accommodate them. And see, that's what happens with sin. Sin, it genetically modifies that which God has for us and it makes it where it's possible to feed itself. Amen? So, when we look at the land of Canaan, Canaan means the land where we bow down to God. It's a spiritual land, people. It's in us. But, because of sin and because we have been shaped in iniquity and born in sin, there is a situation here. Those seven nations of destruction are there. The Canaanites are there. The Amorites are there. The Girgashites are there. The Hivites are there. The Hittites are there. The Jebusites are there. And the Perizzites are there. Seven of them. But what does all that mean? What does all that mean? You see, we're serving a spiritual God, so everything in the Bible is spiritual. Amen? And everything in the Bible is to be decoded, the mystery, so that we can understand what's going on inside of us. Because it, it's not whatever it is that's going on out here, it came from inside a man. All this corruption, all this chaos, all this insanity, it came from in here first. Don't nothing take place until it happens inside of us. Even this microphone. This microphone just didn't happen to be. This microphone was thought up from within somebody's mind. And then it came forth. And it's the same way with all this evil and all these complications and all this crazy stuff that's going on. This stuff is coming from all of those Canaanites and all of those all of those seven nations of destruction that are inside of man. So let's let's try to deal with these I call them idiots. And they'll make us idiots too. And many times they have. So let's look at Deuteronomy seven twenty two. Deuteronomy seven twenty two. When you get there, please say amen. It says that and the Lord thy God will put out these nations before thee. But watch this. He says he's going to do it how? Little by little. He's not going to do it all at once, is he? Come on, y'all. He's going to do it little by little, right? Well, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, right? You can't eat. Try try to eat the whole thing at one time. Try, Try to... Try to walk this walk all at once and you'll be right back under the law. You'll put yourself right back under the law. The only way we can get through this is through God's word and through God's guidance. The Bible says here in verse 22 that he's going to put out those nations before thee little by little. Why? That thou mayest not consume them at once. Least the beast of the field increase upon thee. What is he talking about here? He said, now, I'm not going to consume these things. You're not going to be able to consume all your dysfunctional qualities all at once. 
He said, now, if I remove all of these giants, all of these nations out of you and the land where you're about out to me, if I do that all at once, guess what's going to happen? You're going to think, and I'm going to think, we don't need God no more. And our own, the beast of the field, which are the affections of ourselves in this life, what's going to happen is we're going to get so caught up in our own affections, thinking that we got it all going on. Now, it's bad enough with a lot of people as it is, with all of this mess. Just think if they didn't have nothing to battle. You see, the battle is what keeps us on point to the fact that we need God. If God removes all of that out of our life, guess what? We're going to feel we don't need him no more. We're going to feel we don't need him no more. Then our own self, you know what I'm saying? We're going we, we, to facilitate and we're going to propagate our own self. Instead of leaning to God, we're going to lean to our own understanding. In other words, we're going to lean right on that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's all it is, leaning to your own understanding. That's all it is. Anytime you lean to your own understanding, you should surely die. That's the word. Not sometime, but anytime. Anytime any of us lean to our own understanding, it's going to bring death and destruction. Because leaning to our own understanding is going to put us in a thought of sinfulness. Because we shaped in it. We was born in it. It's there. Even though you say you're still a sinner. You're still a sinner. And you're only saved by the grace of God. You remove that blood, you're in trouble. And that's why I cannot now say it, and I'll say it to the day I die, I can't stand self-righteous people who think they always look at somebody else and never looking at themselves. That's the worst thing in the world that you can deal with, you know. Because God has blinded you of yourself and now you can see everybody else. And you never have time to work on you. So you get worse and worse and worse and worse with your gossip. Yeah. With your gossip. With your self-righteousness. With your pompousness. And you think you something. And the Bible says no man ought to think more highly of himself than he ought to. Because any man that does that, he deceives himself. So it's best to stay humble. Now, watch this. We're talking about the Canaanites, or in the land of Canaan. The first uh, uh, nation of giants that were in there was what's known as the Canaanites. The Canaanites are what we call the merchants. You know what merchants do? Merchants sell you stuff. Merchants entice you to buy stuff that you don't even need. Merchants, that's what, that's the job of a merchant is to get what you have and put it in their pocket. Amen? And that's what sin is. See, sin has these Canaanites in it. It's a, it's called merchants. Now, now watch God's word. Watch it now. Go over here to 2 Peter 2, 3 and watch God. Can I get that? Now watch this. And through greed, covetousness, 
Shall they, with what kind of word? Fables, fiend, lies. Fiend words, lying words. What they going to do? What the merchants going to do? Make what? Come on, talk to me, talk to me. Merchandise. Out of who? You. See, what's wrong with y'all? You open your mouth to eat, you ain't got no problem to do that. But you can't open your mouth for the word of God. It's the craziest thing I ever seen in my life, church, how we are. You know, when I get up here, I get energized. You know what I'm saying? When I come into the house, I get energized. I don't care how tired I am or whatever, I get energized to do what I need to do. The Bible says that those merchants, some Canaanites, they're going to make merchandise out of us. Ain't that what they do? All we are to the world and all we are to the, to, to the set religious church, the one, the Christian dome that they call Christianity, all we are to them are merchandise. They're always trying to get what? Your money. That's why Jesus came up in there and threw them up out of there. They call them money changers. They're the same one, merchants. Jesus came inside of this temple. This is the temple. And ran the money changers out of there. He said, now, they're going to make merchandise out of you because they're going to advertise to you with fiend words and greed. They're going to sell you stuff that you don't even need. They're going to sell you a new iPhone, and you ain't even finished and learned how to use the one you got. But they're going to talk you in to buying another iPhone. Why? So that you can show it off. Mm-hmm. And now they got their money, and you ain't got nothing but that old stupid phone, which you already had one you wasn't using all the way. <laughs> old stupid phone. And they call it what? Ah. Phone. Ah. Ah. That's a bad word. Ah. And then they call it the iPad. Ah. Ah. You understand? You see what they're doing? They're putting pride up in that thing. Ah. Okay. Whose judgment now of a long time lingers not, and that damnation slumbereth not. Okay, son, you can take it now. See, this is what them Canaanites do. Those Canaanites are some dangerous things because, see, they're merchants. And all they know is to get what you got so they can say, see, that's what sin does to us. Sin has a Canaanites in it, the merchants. And what it does is it tries to get what God gives us and get it for itself. And how many times do it succeed in doing that? Huh. You can talk to me. We're all honest up in here. We're all jacked up. Everybody jacked up. Say everybody. everybody. That puts us all in the same pot. So we can't, we can't do like they're doing in them Baptist churches where they're looking at each other all crazy. You know what I'm saying? No, look at yourself. You ain't got time to look at nobody else. Yeah, I said it, Baptist Church. I'll come out of them. I know how they are. Now, the next one is what we call the Amorites. Now, the Amorites are mountaineers, okay? These mountaineers are what we call strongholds. 
Now, anytime there's a mountain in your life, it's a stronghold, right? Amen? That means something got you blocked. So what these merchants do, these Canaanites, what they do, it gets you to buy this stuff. It gets you to, to fall into sin. And then, remember I told you that we used to, something we run at, and then that very thing that we running at turns around and starts chasing us and try to kill us. Remember I told you all that? That's why we got to be careful what we go after because that very same thing that we go after, it'll turn around and start chasing. In other words, ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. So you've been shooting at the rabbit, now the rabbit got the gun. Now what you think going to happen? Who do you think going to happen? Oh, yeah. It's a bad day for you now. Okay. Now, so these Amorites, what they do is, they are mountaineers. They make... They build strongholds, see. So what sin does is sin takes and uses that Canaanite merchant, those merchants, to get you to get hooked on things. And once you get hooked on, it don't make no difference what it is. Everybody hooked on something, if not a few things. You know what I'm saying? It can get you hooked on eating and kill you, you know. So all it does is that thing will get you hooked. The merchants will get you hooked. And now... Those Amorites are up in there. Those mountaineers, those strongholds. Are y'all following me? And those strongholds, see, what they do is they block your progress. And they block my progress. That's what it's designed to do. Now, all of this is inside of us in that land of Canaan where God has us to bow down to him. And that's why we can't bow down effectively because of them seven nations of destruction. I hope I'm making myself clear up in here today. Now, because this is a thinking church. The next thing that we have to deal with, go to, go, with these mountaineers, go to Isaiah 23, verse 11. Isaiah 23, verse 11. Will you put that up there for me? Isaiah 23, verse 11. He stretched out his hand, the Bible says, Mm -hmm. over the what? Sea. Those are the nations, okay? Okay. That's what we're talking about, them seven nations of destruction. The Bible says he stretched out his hand, God did, over the nations, the sea. And he shook the kingdom. See, each one of them is a kingdom. Amen? The Lord had given a commandment. Watch this. It says that the Lord has given a commandment against the what kind of city? Remember the Canaanites? They're the merchants, right? God's word says that he's done placed a commandment against them Canaanites, that merchant city. Look at it now. To destroy what? The Amorites, which are the strongholds, the mountaineers thereof. See how it all connects? That's why the Bible says, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. If you don't know what you're doing up here, do you know you'll mess somebody up? That's why the church is twisted now. See, you got to know how to line this thing up where people can understand what's going on. See, he said, now, I just, I'm going to put a commandment. I'm going to stretch out my hand against the sea, the nation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put a commandment on them, and that commandment is to take down 
that merchant mindset that's been tearing us apart. That's been taking all everything that we got. He said, I'm going I'm, I'm to stretch for my I'm going to tear it down. And when I tear it down, it's going to tear down those strongholds. Because, see, the strongholds in our life have to go when that which we desire from sin leaves. Once it's destroyed, stronghold is gone too. Amen? Just trying to break it down and make it clear. Trying to break it down and make it clear. The next thing is, is those Gergeshites. These are the ones that dwell in clay. You, you know, a Philistine, the word Philistine means roll in the dust. That means that you caught up in the flesh. That's what it's talking about there, them Gergeshites. Those Gergeshites are dwellers of the, in the clay, meaning that all day long, every day, the only thing that they think about is how to get you to worry about things that's in your flesh, to try to satisfy your flesh. Now, come on now. We all know about that, don't we? Huh? Every day, our flesh is trying to get us to do that which we don't need to be doing, right? So we find ourselves doing what? Dwelling in the flesh, Right? That's some Gergeshites. That's what they're designed to do. To make you think about the flesh instead of you thinking about God. Okay? But God got a word for that. Go to Romans. Romans 8, 6 through 8. Romans 8, 6 through 8. Romans 8, 6 through 8. Over there. Watch this. It says, for to be, what kind of mind? Carly minded is there. That's that dwelling in the clay. See, when you, when, when all you're thinking about is things of the flesh, and when all I'm thinking about is things in the flesh, I'm in my carnal mind, you in your carnal mind, and guess what? It's going to bring forth death every time. Amen? But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You know, when God is flowing, don't you feel better? But he don't always flow, do it? Or we don't always seem to understand and realize that he's flowing. Because if we're living and breathing, then he's flowing. But see, that ain't good enough, is it? We always want more. I don't care how much we get. All that old flesh, that old crazy mind, I always want something else. I want more. I want more. I want more. And you, you got more than you ever. Lord have mercy, we are sick people. Yes, we are a sick people. Verse 7 said, because the carnal mind is an enemy against God. Amen? Amen? For, first of all, it's not subject to the law of God. See them Gergeshites? That's the enemy of God. Neither indeed can they, can't, they, they can't even conceive what God. They're too caught up in their own self. So then they that are in the flesh, watch this. Can I please God? So when we're in the flesh, whether it's me, whether it's you, it doesn't matter who it is. When you're in the flesh, we're not pleasing God. We're just not pleasing him. Well, we're going to move on. The Hittites. That's the next ones. Now that Hittite, it means terror. 
Remember God said, Timothy, I've not given you a spirit of fear, but I've given you a spirit of love, peace, or love, power, and a sound mind. Mm-hmm. These Hittites, they are designed to bring terror into our life. Look how many people are afraid. Some of you in here are afraid. Terror. Those Hittites are tearing this nation up because the hit the people and the Hittites, the Hittites feed on the fear of the people and it terrorizes them. So all you see coming at you is bad news. You don't see good news. Bad news. Bad news sell. Good news don't sell. Mm-hmm. When you do bad things, that sells. When you do good things, nobody really gives a you-know-what. They don't. They don't usually advertise that. They should drop dead somewhere, and then they might say two or three good words for you, like John Lewis. But before then, they were busting his head everywhere he go. You understand what I'm saying? And that's just the way it is. That's the way it is, church. So, so out here now is nothing but fear and terror. Everybody's afraid. They don't know. Well, don't know what they're going to do with their children when going back to school because they got to go to work, and most can't work from home. You know, poor folk, they can't work from no no home. They got to go to the chicken farm or somewhere, you know, or the plantation. You know, that, that's all those uh, BMW places is anyway, chicken farm, plantation, that's all it is. You, you just make, you, you making cars instead of killing chickens, but that's all it is, the chicken farm. And you think you got it going on. Oh, I work at BMW. Yeah. Them folks don't care nothing about you. Ain't nothing but a number. They'll kill you. Amen. And then get another one. You on a plantation. <laughs> you know, you know, you on Mr. Charlie Plantation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That way you are. And you got to get up every morning. And go to it, whether you feel like it or not. And you scared, though. You don't want to lose your job because you done bought something that you shouldn't have bought in the first place. And they know you done bought it. So now they really got you. And they really going to put the stomp down on you because they're going to say, well, this is here, man. I can really tear this one up because they in debt. Now you in terror. The coronavirus got everybody in terror. The protesters and stuff, polar thing, you know. You can't, you push a cat long enough, a cat will fight you. Now you're wondering why. You, you've been dogging folk all these years. Now, you know, they're going to stand up against you, and you don't understand why. But they tired of you. They ain't scared of you no more, see? See, at some point in time, terror got to be removed out of your life. At some point in time. At some point in time, you just can't, I don't guess... Many people in here, if any, except myself, been in a gun battle before. But you don't have time to get scared. You you, you get nervous afterwards. But while you're in the heat of it, ain't no getting scared. It's a do or die. You know what I'm saying? And you got to roll with it and hope you come up out of it. You know, checking yourself, see if any holes in you. 
And praise God, you know. I'm just dead serious. Look at Luke 21, verse 26. Well, first, let's go to, uh, did I say Deuteronomy 32, 25? Let's go there. About this terror. Deuteronomy 32, verse 25. Put that up there for me. The sword without. Y'all know what the sword is. That's all that stuff that's going on out here now. You know. And what? Them Hittites. Where is it at? Inside. See, the things that are going on out here is causing people to be terrorized within themselves. There it is. There it is. And they shall shall destroy. Look what it should do. Look what this terror is going to do that we're allowed to come inside. Remember now, God said, now I didn't give you a spirit of fear. So what's wrong with you? Why are you shaking? Because things getting a little bit out of hand. Well, let it get out of hand. They say the sword is going to be outside of us. That's all this stuff that's going on. And it's going to cause the terror, the Hittites, to rise up inside of us. And look what it's going to do. And it's going to destroy both the young man and the virgin and the suckling also with the man with gray hair. That means that thing going to wipe out everybody. As this thing gets crazier and crazier and crazier, those who remain in fear are going to be destroyed by it. Your own fear Look at Luke 21, 26. Put it up there for me, please. Luke 21, 26 says, Men's hearts are going to fail them. For what? Fear, terror, the Hittites. And for looking after those things, sword, which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. There it is right there in your face. Say, man, didn't I just say, didn't he say it's going to destroy the babies and the, the old men and everything in between? It said that men's hearts are going to fail because of all the things that are coming upon the face of the earth. Coronavirus ain't nothing but a little baby, newborn baby. Just wait a little while. Just wait a little while. Now, he, he told us now, if, if you can't walk, you can't run with the footman, then how are you going to contend with the horses when this thing really crank up? You see? If you tied and woe out now because of coronavirus, then how are you going to run with the horses when that thing gets to galloping? How are you going to deal with it? Huh? See, see, see we got to think about this, don't we? Y'all want old Phil Wood message, don't you? Y'all say, I wish he would. No, I'm going to prepare you. A feel Good message prepares you for a rabbit. I'm preparing you for a grizzly bear. So when you walk out there, you know what you're coming up against. You understand what I'm saying? That's my job to prepare you and to prepare myself. Hey, Amen. So let's move on. All right. Now, the next one that we're dealing with are the Havites. They're the villagers, amen? Oh, this is good. You're going to love this. These are the villagers. You know, 
these seven nations of destruction, they got to have somewhere to live, right? <laughs> they live in the village, right? Yeah, they all in there, right? Uh-huh. The village is inside you, right? Those Havites, they're the ones who house these things, these seven nations of destruction. They're the villagers, amen? But I got a surprise for the Havites, and I got a blessing for you. Let's take it to Master Jesus in Matthew 9, 35 through 38. And let's see what he going to do about this thing. Boy, he's a tough one. Put it up there for me, big guy. Watch this. And Jesus, my man, went about not some, but all of the cities. Cities are the encounters that we have with these seven nations of destruction. And what? Village. Didn't I tell you about the villagers? The Hivites are the villagers. Here's Jesus. He's going, taking a journey through. And watch what he does. Teaching in their synagogues. This temple has been taken over by sin. By those seven nations of destruction. That's why I said when Jesus comes, see Jesus came to take it back. He came to take what's his back. So, Jesus went about all the cities and the villages. This is a spiritual journey that where the power of God is on the move inside this synagogue, this sanctuary. First thing he does is he begins to teach them the word of God. Amen? Watch Jesus. And he begins to preach the gospel of the kingdom. He didn't preach church business. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. Now, the kingdom of God is the foundation of God's power within us. So that's what this thing is all about. This preaching and this teaching is all about getting people to understand the basic power or the foundational power of God in us. That's what the kingdom of God is. And watch this. When he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. See, what he was doing was he was clearing out those villages. He was healing the sin that was in us. He's making his journey inside of us through that scripture there. And he knows those Havites are up in there. He knows the rest of those Canaanites and those Amorites and all of those ites are up in there. So what is he doing? He's traveling. He's traveling. And what he's doing is he is not only teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, but after he gets their ears, he begins to heal them of every disease. I need healing. I don't know about you. I need Jesus to just keep on preaching and keep on teaching and keep on healing the things that need to be healed inside of me. Amen? Amen. All right. So that gives us hope right there. Now, Jebusites. The Jebusites, I remember in the Old Testament where David, he wanted some water. One of his troopers ran, got him some water, brought it back to him. David poured it on the ground. He said, I can't drink this, man. You put your life at stake in this. I can't drink this. And they were about to take the city of Jebus. 
Well, when they took the city of Jebus, where those Jebusites were, the city of Jebus is known as Zion, which is the pillar, which is known as Jerusalem, the city of David, the city of peace. Amen? That's why they call it the city of peace. Jebus, J-E-B-U-S, is Zion, which is Jerusalem, the city of peace. Amen? You got it? All right. So, when they took these Jebusites, and their job is they trod them down. That's what they did. You ever been beat down? I'm serious. Just beat down to the floor. Oh, not what somebody else did to you, but what you did to yourself. <laughs> See, we're going to take responsibility up in here. See, that's another thing. We like to blame us. You know, no. Have you ever been trodden down? I mean, beat down to the floor because of something stupid that we did ourselves. I know I have. Mm-hmm. That's what them Jebusites do. They, they, they beat you down. They beat you down. Look at Isaiah 63, 18. We're almost done. Isaiah 63, what did I say, 14 to 13? Huh? 18. I'm getting old. I get a little sick now. It'd be all right. I got some helpers. I got a few helpers. Look here. The people. mm, mm, mm. It's pitiful. The people of thy holiness have possessed it, but how long? Wow. Wow. Man, ain't that something? Didn't I tell you we'll walk three steps in holiness and then we'll bust our head? We don't we we we, we can't walk long in it, can we? We we're learning, aren't we? Mm-hmm. It said now the people of thy holiness they have possessed it, but for a little while. Why? Our adversaries have done what? Trodden down. That's those Jebusites. It means, the word in Hebrew means trodden down. What did they trod down? Your temple, your sanctuary. Not some old thing that's built by the hands of man. No, 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 no. This is what's been beat down. This is what's been beat down. And everybody in here can attest to that. Everybody. Last one. Called the Parasites. Y'all ever seen that picture with Robert Duvall called Open Range? It's a Western. Y'all, ain't too many people watch Western. Y'all know. Open Range. That's what it means, Open Region. The Parasites. You open. You ain't got no guard up against you. Anything can come in. Watch Proverbs twenty-five, twenty-eight. I'm just about done. Close. Put it up there, son. Twenty-five, twenty-eight. Now remember, those parasites. Those parasites are the ones that trodden you down. You understand? Look what they do. He that hath no rule, no discipline. Over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Don't you know anything can come in 
And you can't hold nothing. Parasites. Trodden down. Man don't have no rule over his own spirit. Like a city. But the walls of it is broken down. That means anything on the outside can come out, come in. Anything on the inside can go out when it wants to and bring all kind of ticks back or whatever, you know. Trodden down. So I'm going to reiterate Deuteronomy once again where you will understand. Deuteronomy 7.22 says, And the Lord thy God will put out those nations. This is a promise. Before thee. But he's going to do it little by little. The reason I'm rereading this is that I want you to have hope. I want you to have patience. You got to run this race with patience. You got to be long suffering not only with yourself but with others. You got to be compassionate not only with yourself but with others because he's going to do this thing little by little. We're in a process, okay? Now, in that process, we know that we're going to be going through a whole lot of ups and downs and sufferings and frustrations and anger and everything. But everything ain't bad in this walk. Everything ain't bad. And the things that we count as being bad may not be bad at all. It may just be God is trying to make us better. And most likely that's what it is. So he said, now I'm going I'm to move this stuff out of you little by little. But you're going to have to be patient with me. And the reason why I'm not going to move it all at one time is because you'll get to acting a fool on me. Because there won't be nothing there to taper you. See, see everybody needs something. See, every once in a while, even though they gave me a shot in my spine back there, my neck, every once in a while when I move, I can still feel that thing that's still there. You understand what I'm saying? That lets me know that, okay, I ain't all there. And see, that's what he's talking about here. I'm going to leave some things in you. I'm going to take it little by little by little. And I know you've been praying a long time, but you ain't prayed no more than Paul to move it. And if God say by grace is sufficient for Paul, it's sufficient for us too. Amen. So it doesn't matter. You don't you you don't have to worry about it. You know, you say, now nah, I'm gonna move this stuff little by little, but the reason I'm not gonna take it all out at once is because your own affections, the beast of the field, your own affections will bring pride in your life and it will destroy you. And I don't want to destroy you. I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Amen? Then give God praise for that. Amen. Where my girl at? Whew. Come on out of here.